You're listening to the Inside Out Podcast, a Cracked Rackets and Tennis Channel Podcast Network production and powered by Midwest Sports. The purpose of this series is to determine the best American male tennis player at any given point in the open era. To signify which American male sat on top of the American men's tennis world, we award them the hypothetical championship belt. Here's the criteria I used in judging each of these players. Grand Slam titles, year-end rankings, popularity amongst fans, Davis Cup success, success on the American Junior Tour, and last but not least, head-to-head records. Our last story left off with American tennis at its very peak. Pete Sampras and Andre Agassi had cemented their places in tennis history throughout the late 90s and even into the early 2000s. However, as each of their careers began to fade, tennis fans around the world began to wonder who could possibly replace the two of them at the top of the men's game. For American men in particular, the question of who would fill the void left behind by Agassi and Sampras became quite clear. After racking up a Junior Slam singles title and numerous ATP titles in his young career, it was clear American fans had another champion on their hands. Unfortunately for Roddick, Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal were about to play some of the greatest tennis the game had ever seen. And though Roddick's career remains undoubtedly overshadowed by those two men, his immense accomplishments make him the next recipient of the belt. Part 6. Winter is Coming. Andy Roddick in the Era of the Big Four. This needs to be said. If Roger Federer were an American, this series would be over. Federer's dominance of 21st century tennis has directed the attention of all tennis fans, regardless of their country of birth. However, for the purposes of this series, I will pretend that American fans were immune to Federer's spell. Even in the era of Fed, the belt must live on. From 1995 to 2005, only one American boy won a Junior Grand Slam singles title. Though this fact didn't register to American tennis fans in the 90s, it would soon prove quite detrimental to the country's men's tennis prospects. Young, non-American players quickly made their presence known at the turn of the 21st century. Competitors like Leighton Hewitt, Juan Carlos Ferrero, Marat Safin, and Roger Federer had made it clear that it was now their time to shine. All three players had won titles by the end of 2003, and each held a top six seed at that year's U.S. Open. There, Ferrero beat both Hewitt and Agassi to reach his third ever slam final. In the final, he was set to face off against a 21-year-old American known mostly for wearing his hat backwards. That American, and the next holder of the belt, was named Andrew Stephen Roddick. 
A lot of guys go into pro sports, come out of college, you go into a professional sport. Mm -hmm. You guys did it at a very young age, almost to the point where you almost quit. This story gets told and it gets, the words get turned around a little bit. I think I almost quit on a dream of pro tennis. I knew that I was good enough to go to college and I don't know that I would have ever skipped that experience. Obviously getting a college scholarship is a, is a huge deal and I knew that I could probably go play where I wanted to. But I remember I lost to this guy who looked like, he, we were playing an 18 and under tournament and he was a little overweight and had a, had a big beard and uh, not someone that you envision yourself losing to if you want to go pro. And I remember I took all my rackets and we were on a practice court one day. They went over the fence. I went home, uh, that was in England and I went uh, back to the States with no rackets in my bag, no nothing. And so I kind of calmed down for a week and coach said, you have two months before you would have to start thinking about where you'd want to go to school. Why don't we just make the most of that two months and see what happens. And then six months later, I was the number one junior in the world. In 2000, Andy Roddick became the first American boy since the 1994 junior Wimbledon to win a junior single slam. That year, he won both the Australian Open and U.S. Open junior boys titles. Before year's end, Roddick had officially turned pro, and less than four months later, he cracked the top 100 for the first time in his career. He defeated both Michael Chang and Pete Sampras during the 2001 season and won his first three ATP titles that year. He also broke into the top 10 near the end of 2002, and during 2003 reached the semifinals of both the Australian Open and Wimbledon. And though Roddick lost both semifinal matches, his results gave American fans hope that life after Sampras and Agassi wouldn't be too different. Roddick's performance at the 2003 US Open only served to raise those expectations. He knocked off Tim Henman, Ivan Lubacic, Xavier Melise, 12 seeded Sang Shalkin, 13 seeded David Nalbandian, and the number three seeded Pharaoh to capture the first and only major title of his career. Andy Roddick of the United States is the 2003 U.S. Open champion. Pure emotion on the face of this young American who played probably his best match of the tournament here in the final. Uh, I, it hasn't sunk in. I, I came to this tournament so many times when I was a little kid and just watched, you know, way up there, and I, I, I'm in disbelief right now, to be honest. Roddick went on to sustain a top 10 ranking for nine straight seasons between 2002 and 2010. He won five Masters titles, qualified for the year-end finals on six separate occasions, and reached the finals of four other Grand Slams throughout his career. In 2007, Roddick helped lead the United States to its first Davis Cup title since 1995, ending the country's longest drought in the Open era. Roddick won ATP titles in 12 out of his 13 professional seasons and won over 70% of his matches from 2001 to 2010. He also dominated his American contemporaries, carrying winning records over Vincent Spadia, Justin Gimmelstab, James Blake, Marty Fish, Robbie Ginepri, Taylor Dent, Sam Querrey, and John Isner. Unfortunately for Roddick, 
Though he matched up well with some of his contemporaries, he could not get over the Federer-Nadal hump. He carries a lifetime head-to-head of 3-21 against Fed, and was never able to defeat him at a Grand Slam event. Toughest guy you played against? Oh, it was Roger. Um, you know, he, he kind of ruined my tennis life for about a decade. <laughs> but, you know, listen, I got, I, I got to do it. You know, not a lot of people get to walk out on a, on a Sunday at Wimbledon and, and play a final. You know, it, tennis, there's skill and there's how good you are, and then there's matchups. And the matchup with Roger for me was just really tough. Anything I did played right into his pocket. Everything he did well was very tough for me. So I almost had to change game plans out of my comfort zone and then execute the, the game plan I wasn't very good at to perfection. And I did it a couple times and still came up short. And uh, you know, Roger, if there's anyone who you had to go down to, it's it's a, it's a human like him. Um, you know, on, on top of being a great player, I have nothing but respect for how he conducts himself as a person, how he treats other people. Not even just people that he views as maybe aspirational. Every person, the locker room attendants, every person, please and thank you when he goes. And so I've never begrudged him any of his success. It has been over 5,000 days since Andy Roddick won his lone Grand Slam title. Since that blessed day, I have graduated college, found a job, and published over 600 podcasts. My life has gone on, and yet I have continuously been deprived of the one thing I'd like to see the most, an American Male Slam singles champion. I, like most other American fans, dreamed of a world where Roddick overcame his Federer problem and won multiple major titles. I imagined a place where Marty Fish, James Blake, and Robbie Ginepri pushed Roddick the way Sampras's peers did for him. Unfortunately, this was not the case. Sampras, Courier, Chang, and Agassi combined to win 27 slams. Roddick, Fish, Blake, and Ginepri only made 26 quarterfinals. Sampras's group won 181 ATP singles titles and had three of their four players reach the number one ranking in the world. Only Roddick reached the number one ranking of his peers and his group won a collective 51 ATP singles titles. Nevertheless, Roddick's nine-year tenure with the belt, though perhaps not as impressive as his predecessors, remains the longest uninterrupted stretch in this series. It is not surprising, then, that many in the current crop of young Americans cite Roddick as their favorite player. The reason behind this is because beyond just his tennis accolades, Andy Roddick was an American cultural icon. Roddick is one of only two tennis players in history and the only male tennis player to host Saturday Night Live. He's appeared on The Late Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Tonight Show, Ellen DeGeneres, Sports Center, and even had the opportunity to host his own radio show in 2012. Beyond just his stellar play, Roddick showed that it was cool to be a tennis player. What do you think of it now, America's tennis, men and women? Well, I, I'm glad you said men and women, because most people just ask that question and say, what happened to American tennis? I said, well, the American women never went away. Um, right. You know, so we do need to specify because they've been they've been doing their job and what Serena's doing and the company she's keeping as far as Grand Slam titles is just something I can't even fathom. But, you know, American men's tennis, is, it's it's in a cyclical space. If you watch the Yankees, even they're not good sometimes, you know, so it, it, sports is cyclical. I love the group of young Americans we have. And it's not just one. It's not just, you know, one guy who's going to have to carry all the pressure and it's either going to make or break him. 
you know, they have 10 or 12 young prospects under, you know, 20 years old. A lot of them are already in the top 200. They're going to have company, which I think will help. And I also think it'll create a healthy jealousy. So I, I've kind of tiptoed around this question. I get asked it uh, all the time. But I speak with a sense of optimism now that I probably haven't had for 15 years when asked this question. So hopefully in three or four years, the uh, kind of the general sentiment around that question will have uh, maybe a positive tone around it. And even in the era of the big three, an era that saw so many non-American players dominate the men's professional singles game, Andy Roddick's on-court accomplishments and off-court charisma earned him the distinction of the next recipient of the belt. However, given the successes of Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic, a huge question loomed over American men's tennis. After Andy Roddick retired, who could possibly come next? Before we wrap this episode of The Belt, have to give another shout out to Blue Claw Music and Thomas Ackley for their song, America the Beautiful, Hip Hop Track Remix, which you have heard used throughout this series. To hear more of their work, please go check out their channel on YouTube. Also want to give a huge shout out to our friends at the ATP Tour at Focus Docs uh, for the clips that you heard provided in this episode. Shout out, as always, to super producer Daniel Westoff, who has just been killing it with this series. F***ing an editing job, as always. That'll do it for this chapter of American Tennis, and it really does feel like with Andy Roddick's retirement that a chapter of American Grand Slam men's singles champion closed for American tennis fans. And the question is, who have you been cheering for since? Has it been a John Isner? Has it been a Sam Query? Is it one of the young guys? Or maybe you went a different route during this next era and you decided to appreciate watching the greatest men's doubles team, perhaps in open era history. We give our perspective on the post-Rotic era in our next episode of The Belt. <laughs>